Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Today we are so excited to have Sarah Dickinson here with us. She is the educational specialist with National FFA, and she's here to talk all about the National FFA Teacher Ambassador Program. So Sarah, why don't you start out by introducing yourself and letting letting our listeners know a little bit more about you. Well, hey everyone, um, thank you all for having me on today. Um, so like she said, I am Sarah Dickinson. I am an educational consultant on the educational development and evaluation team at National FFA. Um, some of my day-to-day responsibilities um, include uh, helping to manage the ambassador program, which is what we're discussing today. Um, also help create lessons for the FFA New Horizons teaching guide. And um, then another one of my main responsibilities is helping to manage the teacher workshops during national convention. Um, So just a little bit about myself. I've been with National FFA for almost five years coming up in April. Um, And then previously, uh, you know, before that, I was an agriculture teacher and FFA advisor for almost seven years in Kentucky and in Tennessee before moving to Indianapolis. So what inspired you to change uh, change paths from being an ag teacher and uh, advisor to getting a position at National FFA? Yeah, so um, kind of my main inspiration was just really wanting to help agriculture teachers and FFA advisors. I knew, you know, the difficult job uh, that ag teachers have and the many, many hats that advisors um, and teachers wear and I just wanted to help create resources that would hopefully help, you know, make their day just a, even a little bit easier. Awesome. So Nikki and I are both, you know, National FFA Teacher Ambassadors. We talked about it on the podcast several times. Um, but what is all involved with the program? Maybe for someone who uh, doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, so... Um, the main responsibilities of an ambassador is, you know, be a representative of the National FFA organization and do that by uh, presenting educational sessions, you know, workshops, webinars um, about our FFA educational um, resources and opportunities. So that's one of the main um, responsibilities um, of, a, of an ambassador. And then just help answering questions um, from teachers within their state regarding any FFA um, resources or activities. Now, before I move on to the next question, how old is the, how old is the ambassador program? So I believe it started in 2016. The years are starting to (laughs) merge together. Um, but it started in 2016, so we, you know, it's still kind of a young program, but we're just, you right. know, rocking and rolling, moving on into getting ready for the next term. Yeah. Um, well, we learned about it, I think, through through a few other ambassadors, and 
Uh, it was always something that we were interested in doing and the training always fell over our state convention and it just, it never, it never fit until this year, um, <laughs> which, which was exciting. But so, and we've already fielded some questions uh, from teachers interested. So I'm excited oh, awesome. to get this episode out there because I know there's people out there that are interested in applying. So yeah. how can they, like, what is the application like process? How does that look like uh, if, if a teacher is interested in applying? Yeah, so um, first off, how to sign up for it. That's you know the, the first obvious question that, that people are probably asking. Um, and we have several ways this year that you can access the application. Um, our current teacher ambassadors have the link. So if you know of an ambassador, maybe in a neighboring state or within your own state, um, you can reach out to them to get that link. Um, and then there, we also have it posted on the main webpage or main homepage of FFA.org. It's there at the bottom of the page. And then it's also on our teacher ambassador webpage within FFA.org. And that uh, link, um, I think Nikki and Brianna will post that in the resources section um, for this podcast. But that link is FFA.org forward slash teacher ambassadors. And that link is there as well. Um, so that's really, you know, the first step, obviously, and the application it has a few questions in it, but we have included in the first couple of pages, um, detailed information, um, hopefully answering any questions that you have about the application process, the selection process, what, <clears throat> what would an ambassador do, we've outlined that um, there, I think it's it's three pages, which I know sounds like a lot, but if you are kind of new to the, you know, hearing about the program, you're not really sure what it involves. Um, that's all outlined there in that application for you. And remind me again to when does that quote, is it March 10th? Yeah, quote? so it, it just launched um, on Wednesday and it will close on March 10th at 11.59 p.m. Um, Eastern time. So even if you're, you know, full day of school, if you need to tweak it, and this, this is a new thing too. Um, we've added the feature to where if you start it, but you get busy, you get sidetracked, we all know that happens um, daily for ag teachers. If you get sidetracked, you can save it and come back to it later. So though that hopefully will be a really good um, feature. And the ways to save that, um, and I can talk through that later, but the instructions on how to save that are there within the application too. Yeah, I liked that feature about it too. I know for myself, yeah, like I'll start an application and then um, maybe I want to see what the questions are before I, you know, dive in or how much time I'll have to do that. And um, I was looking at it on yesterday, actually, and it was nice to be able to save it. So that way I can come back to it when I'm able to answer all of the questions at one time. So what are kind of the requirements, I guess, like, can I be a first year teacher? How many are per state? Like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a great question. So it's open to any current agriculture teacher and FFA advisor, as long as you're current through uh, June, 2022. So we want you to be a current teacher throughout the whole term of your, of your program, of your ambassador term if selected. Um, and then some other like expectations, getting to more of the weeds of the expectations of ambassadors. So I mentioned presenting at least one educational session, whether that's a workshop, um, a, 
webinar, that type of thing. Um, so presenting at least one, most of our ambassadors go above and beyond and do um, more than that, but we just require at least one. Um, of course, participating in summer training, which will be virtually this summer. I know there's a lot of questions about, well, if it's in person, I can't travel, my state's not letting me travel. So it will be virtual again this year. Um, so that's mandatory. And then also participating in our mid-year touch base calls. Um, we've started that a few years ago with the program where we check in with the ambassadors um, in December or January just to see how their year's going as an ambassador, if they have any feedback for us, that type of thing. So just a check-in call. Um, another expectation is communicating with your state staff about your role as an ambassador. And then um, also, um, we do have a couple of oppor um, optional opportunities. Um, if you were to be um, attending convention, um, however that may look like this year, um, you have the opportunity to present a workshop there. Um, that's through a separate application process as well. And then um, another expectation is just posting or promoting um, educational resources and opportunities on behalf of National FFA through uh, your social media outlets or even your state uh, email listservs as well. And then the last expectation, of course, um, I think I mentioned this previously, just being a positive you know, representative for the organization. And it seems like a lot, but it, I mean, most of us are already doing a lot of that anyway. Um, yeah. Helping it, each other out and connecting people with the resources that we find valuable is really kind of what it's all about, so. Yeah, it does seem like a lot, but like you said, um, most SAG teachers are doing that anyways. And we, um, one of my like day-to-day -day responsibilities um, with managing the program, I compile information for our monthly email that we send to our ambassadors. So it includes updates from various teams and programs within the building. Um, but within that monthly email, there's that kind of checklist um, of expectations. So we kind of resurface that each month for ambassadors, just so it's you know, fresh and at the, the top of your minds. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, I've been involved in a lot of things and I will say one of my favorite parts of being a National FFA Teacher Ambassador is every month I know exactly what I am what I need to do, what, what are my expectations. I love the constant updates because there's so much, I mean, we know as I teachers, there's so much changing. So um, I always feel like I get to be on the forefront of knowing some of the information. So you know, between Brianne and I working together in our state to like make sure that our teachers know what those opportunities are. Uh, it's just, it's just really nice. So I use the monthly email a lot and it's always so organized. Um, and Sarah, you know, always records herself. <laughs> I watch it. So although I can read it, I still like to listen to you tell me what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's like, the, it's so organized in such an unorganized world that we live in. Um, it's the one thing. So, okay, so what's the timeline? Like for those people interested, when they, you know, when when is the due date to apply? You know, how long until they find out that if they're accepted? And then what would be that term that that person would then serve? Yeah, so that's a great question. So. The deadline again is March 10th, so it's open for only one month. Um, and like I said earlier, the um, 
deadline to apply is at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. So you can finish up, you know, after school that day if you need to. Um, and then the process, um, like the next step would be we have a committee um, from individuals throughout the organization that will review the applications and then um, kind of score them. And then um, our team will meet and kind of go through that. And then the next step after that would be if candidates are um, selected to advance. So we kind of have a two-step process. If they're selected to advance, um, they would then go or be selected for um, a Zoom interview. Um, so that's kind of one of the silver linings of this year is that, you know, why not just do a Zoom interview instead of a phone interview? So that would be the next step. And that would take place um, kind of the first week in April. And then final selections will be made towards, um, towards the end of April and all candidates will be notif notified either way of the decision. And then remind, I guess, us of what are those three different options? I saw them online, but for the training this summer. Yeah, so if selected, um, ambassadors would serve for the term from kind of June to June is kind of the ambassador year. And then the training dates. So since we are making it mandatory, we want to have you know a few options for for teachers to um, select. So the first one is June twenty first through the twenty third, and the second is June twenty eighth through the thirtieth, and then the last one is July seventh through the ninth. So even that though that's three days. Those uh, would be. Um, kind of the, the main session days and then the rest of that week you would have like some assignments or some tasks to complete. So even though we say three days, you'll still have some kind of tasks to complete throughout the rest of that week. Um, and then we are asking that all ambassadors come together on July 8th for a virtual meeting, July 8th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So that way you can see, you know, ambassadors, if you intended the first week, you can see ambassadors from week two. So it kind of brings everybody together. You can see all the other ambassadors that were chosen. Um, I know that that was some feedback from uh, your all's group this year, kind of still felt a little disconnected just from week one to week two. So hopefully that will help with that connection piece. Yeah, and I like our ambassador training this last summer was kind of the first thing virtual PD that Brianna and I had done. Um, and it was it was so well done, so creative. And, and I I'm excited. Uh, I I'm sure you guys will have, you know, some more fun stuff in store for this year's ambassadors as well. So uh, if you hear virtual and you're like, oh, I'm just so tired of it. Uh, they do such a really nice job um, and are very mindful of your time and giving you a break uh, and getting you the opportunity to work with other ambassadors throughout and getting to know each other. So uh, it really doesn't feel like you're sitting in front of a computer the whole time. But those people listening and they're on the fence about getting involved, you know, maybe this, maybe this feels like one more thing on their plate. They just don't know if they can do it why, like, what is your advice about why someone should become an ambassador? Yeah, so if you're, if you're on the fence, we kind of thought about that this year. Um, how can we kind of 
persuade people to, to go ahead and do the application. So we have, uh, we reached out to a few of our ambassadors to put together kind of a promotional or a testimonial video that kind of explains their reasons for, for joining or for applying to the program. So that video is on the teacher ambassador webpage. So the ffa.org forward slash teacher ambassador. And it's just a really short video and it's also included in the application too, there on the very first page. Um, so please watch that video. Like I said, it's really short and it explains um, kind of their reasons for joining the program. Um, but other reasons why um, I encourage other teachers to join, like you all mentioned, it's just a great opportunity to network uh, with other teachers, um, potentially from within your state or, and then, you know, across the country as well. And then you get to learn different ideas and um, activities from other teachers that you could, you know, implement in your own classroom. And then, you know, the skills that you learn from presenting workshops, you know, we're, as teachers, you're used to presenting to students, but you might not be used to presenting to your peers. And that's a whole different ball game. So um, you can learn skills that way that you can even take back to your classroom and apply. And that's one thing um, too, with this program, we, um, one of the requirements, and I think I failed to mention this earlier, one of the requirements after you deliver a workshop or a webinar, um, you're asked to give your attendees um, a survey for them to complete. And we, um, my teammates on the evaluation side of the team, they compile that data, they put it together in a nice report, and then I send that out to you. Um, so you can you can see you know direct feedback from your workshop attendees. So you can learn, hey, that went really well, or that didn't go so well. I'm going to change it for the next presentation. Nikki, what's been the highlight or your favorite thing about being an ambassador this year? Uh, I think Brianna, you and I have talked about this. The fact that we've met so many people, uh, not only ag teachers, but uh, just getting in contact and getting a, a more personal relationship with the staff at National FFA. Uh, you know, those of you listening, you might think like, oh, they're unreachable. They're, you know, they're so far away. But um, through this program, you, you get to meet a lot of them and learn about everything that they do. And they're, every one of them are just there to help uh, and be supportive of ag teachers. And I, I think it took this program, not that I never thought that before, but it really took this program to like opening that door for me to have the opportunity to meet, uh, to meet all of, all of them and, and get to know them on a more personal level. You know, many of them we probably have called as an ag teacher panicked because something's not working or we had questions. And so it's, it's really nice to put a face to the name and um, they're just so helpful. Uh, and I know we've talked about that a lot, but, and, you know, we've got to have many of them on the podcast, which has been exciting to, you know, to promote the wonderful things that, uh, that they're doing. And, uh, and the fact that our feedback is always used, like I feel every time we provide feedback to anybody from National FFA, we, we see it turned around uh, very quickly, uh, whether it's, you know, like a change that's happening or something we felt needed to be implemented. Uh, I don't know, we're always seeing the changes. So it just feels really nice to be heard 
And that's kind of rare with something as big as what National FFA is. Um, I don't I don't know if anything else can compare to the level of how personal it still is, although it's such a big organization. Yeah, we definitely value, you know, not only our ambassadors uh, feedback, but any survey that you that teachers receive from National FFA. Um, we, we really go through like line by line and, you know, our evaluation team, um, they really put together reports and we go through that data and that's what drives our programs, all of our programs is the feedback that we hear, um, not only from our ambassadors, but all teachers. So what are some of the, the perks or benefits, you know, for somebody, obviously you mentioned, you know, they, they get to know a lot of the programming and be more familiar with that. And so in turn, that helps their classroom. But are there any other perks and benefits of being a, a National FFA teacher ambassador that one would get by being involved? Yeah, so like you mentioned, you know, learning about the, the educational resources, you know, more in depth um, is a definite perk and being able to not, you know, use that in your classroom and then uh, tell other teachers within your state to um, another perk would be that you start to become kind of the go-to person within your state of, you know, answering questions uh, through text, phone calls, emails. Um, they're just respect, you all are respected as content experts in that matter. And then um, again, just getting to meet with other teachers, the, the networking piece is the biggest probably one of the biggest perks, just getting to network and meet with other teachers from across the country um, and learning what they're doing in their programs. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts too, is just like, there's so many different things that teachers across the country are doing. And, um, you know, I'm in my fourth year of teaching right now, but I think back to myself as a first year teacher, I had a lot of um, connections with people in my own state, but, you know, did not know anyone outside of North Dakota and couldn't, you know, ask anyone else for, for help or resources or anything like that. And now um, I probably know a teacher in, I don't know, 30 of the 50 states, maybe even more um, that I can reach on and call up or, you know, ask for questions. And a lot of them did come from being ambassadors and sitting in that training together and, and seeing on social media that they're ambassadors too. So that's been one of my, my favorite parts about the program. Um, but that being said, how does National FFA kind of decide like how many ambassadors there are or can, you know, maybe I'm from Minnesota, can more than one teacher from Minnesota apply? That kind of thing. Yeah, great question. So we are hoping, uh, so currently this year we have 59 ambassadors and we're hoping to increase that number to 80 this year, that's our goal. And so some factors that determine, because right now, if you go to the ambassador webpage, you might see that some states have more ambassadors than others. So there's several factors that we take into consideration um, when selecting, and that's the geographic location of applicants within the state. Uh, we try to, we want, you know, teachers not to be right next door to each other. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but we do um, factor that in as well. And then we also consider the number of teachers, ACT teachers, and FFA members within the state as well. So 
kind of similar to the delegate process on how they determine the number of delegates to national convention, kind of similar um, to that process. We factor in the, you know, the number of teachers and FFA members. We also look at program diversity, um, rural versus urban, that type of thing. And then also number of uh, years of teaching of the applicant. So those are some factors that we just, we take into consideration when we look at the, the pool of candidates. And also too, um, we have included within the application rubrics um, that our selection committee will use when they score the application. So you can see exactly what your what the committee is looking for. So the, the link to those rubrics are in the application as well. And current ambassadors are also welcome to reapply. That's correct. Oh, yes, yes. We encourage um, current ambassadors, if they would like to continue within the program, we encourage them to apply as well. Um, so all applicants are kind of on an even playing field. Um, so yeah, we encourage, encourage all um, current ambassadors to reapply. They're eligible as well. Awesome, yeah, so if you're listening, uh, don't, I mean, throw your hat in the ring. You just never know. Um, and, you know, even if you feel like, wow, I know I, I don't know a lot of people in my state. I, you know, I, I'm not as connected as I feel like some people are. That's okay. Um, they give you the tools throughout this program to become connected. And, and really, you just have to start someplace. Um, and so I know anybody would find value in the program. So definitely, uh, definitely try it if you haven't. And if, if you're already uh, an ambassador or you've been an ambassador in the past, um, you know, help them get to that 80 number and uh, increase that ambassador number as well. So how do, so they need to follow the link to get started, right? Fill out the application, uh, make sure you guys sit down with your, with your planner, if you're like me and Brianna and look at long-term, you know, because you are going to have to include which session for training you can attend uh, when you apply in the application. It has a link to the promotional video. It has a link to um, the rubric. So all of that, all of that's easy to find. And Sarah included those links. So um, we have those highlighted in, in our show notes. The last question we have is you know, obviously this is throughout the school year. Uh, hopefully next year looks a little bit more normal for, uh, for all of our friends that teach ag outside of North Dakota. Um, but, you know, how does one get their administration on board with getting involved in this program? And is there a ton of time that would be taken away from the school uh, that, that a teacher would need to be concerned about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so really throughout the year, um, based on your state's opportunities that you have to present workshops, depending on the timing of those, it may or may not you know, require you to um, miss a day of school. Um, but really, um, it really depends on the state, your individual state requirements, but how to get your administration on board. We've heard that from you know, potential applicants. That's a great question. So, we encourage you just to have a conversation with your administration and explain um, a little bit about, you know, the ambassador program to them and that information's in the application. And then um, tell them the benefits that your local school and community would get. And really, you know, even though it's a national level involvement, 
um, the skills that, that the teachers will learn through this program, they can take that back and apply it directly into their classroom, which would benefit their students. So just highlight that benefit that you would get from the program and um, explain to them how it, you know, it would benefit the school and the students. And once you are selected as an ambassador, we, um, we send your administration um, a letter, an email that it really explains, you know, that you've been selected. It tells a little bit about the ambassador program, about your role as an ambassador. And we highlight that benefit as well, that the skills that you're, you'll learn through the program will directly benefit your students. Yeah, and, and a few last benefits before we wrap up this episode. Um, it, you really do feel like one big family. Um, you guys were one of the first people to wish me happy birthday. Um, so every, like, every ambassador gets, you know, a little happy birthday email, which is so nice because some of that doesn't even happen within our own schools. Um, so they're just so personal. Uh, you're going to get so much benefit professionally. So as an ag teacher getting connected with other ag teachers, there's a huge benefit to the students in your classroom. And that benefit isn't just going to be for the year you serve. It's going to be, you know, uh, for the length of you teaching, essentially, because you're learning uh, more of the programming that National FFA has and how to implement that and impact your kids. So, you know, your administrators are going to see the diverse application that this has on your on your profession and on your school and your kids so it really should be no question that it's something you definitely need to get involved in and i i don't know if we took any time away from school this year a lot of things were virtual so whatever we we rolled with the punches but i mean it, it really is pretty flexible and um you you always have the opportunity to work with other with other ambassadors too. So if you really enjoy presenting with them, virtual is always gonna be here, which is really nice. Um, it allows us to you know, extend our reach um, to other states too. So uh, check out the resources. We have the links for the application. Feel free to reach out to Brianna or, uh, or I about the program. You can always reach out to Sarah as well. Uh, if you have specific National FA teacher ambassador questions, or if you know of, of an ambassador, uh, sit down with them and ask them some questions about their year. Um, they would love to uh, promote the program and let you know how awesome it is. Sarah, thanks for being here with us and helping us promote uh, the program because we've really, we've really enjoyed it a lot. Um, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if this episode was really helpful to you or you know it'd be helpful for another ag teacher, feel free to share.